What's up, rap fans? Welcome back to the Hip Hop Enthusiast Podcast, keeping you up to date on hip hop music in 2018. I'm Kyle French, and today is August 16th. We got some big releases to get to. We got Astro World by Travis Scott, Swimming by Mac Miller, and Stay Dangerous by YG. Yes, you heard that correctly. Three album reviews on the show today. They leave me no choice. Three big names drop. I got to talk about them. I'm a hostage of the music industry. Let me see some hashtag free the enthusiast out there on the web. They got me locked up, handcuffed to the game right here. Three big names like this drop. I got to talk. That's, you know, it's the tough life of a hip hop podcaster, you know. Not really, though. I love this shit. And then on top of that, we also got Mick Jenkins, underrated Chicago MC, dropping a new track on us for Song of the Week. He even had a exciting name drop in there. So stay tuned. We'll talk about that a little later on. And we'll also wrap things up with new music announcements. Give us a look at what's coming soon, what we can look forward to bumping this weekend as the new releases hit us on Friday. You can also follow me on Instagram at hiphopenth, H-I-P-H-O-P-E-N-T-H, for more content I post on there daily. And that is the best way for you to get in contact with me if you got feedback on the show, if you want to see me do more of something, less of something, whatever it is, hit me up. I'm all ears. Or if you just want to talk about music, that's cool too. That's what we out here for, keeping the culture alive, keeping hip-hop alive. That's what we do. But as we have three albums to run through, let's get to business. Let's start with Astroworld by Travis Scott. Years of teasing a so-called generation-shifting album has finally resulted in a finished product. La Flame, Travis Scott, 26-year-old cloud rapper, trapper, vibes artist, whatever you want to call him. He's finally dropped the most anticipated album of 2018, there's been talk of Astroworld since 2016, honestly. I mean, he dropped Birds and he's, in 2016, and he said those were cuts from Astroworld. That's how long this, the hype has been building for this album. I mean, the press releases didn't help him. He literally said Astroworld's taken a while because he said it's honestly one of the best albums he's ever heard in all of music history. So a way to put some, uh, some lofty expectations on your shoulders but Travis does have a little bit of a right to make these claims. He set himself apart from his Atlanta comrades with cutting-edge trap production and vivid, drugged-out euphoria, especially on his 2015 rodeo release. In 2016, he didn't keep up that pace, so he experienced strong disdain for his Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight album. Less creative, more banger-oriented. I personally enjoyed the project, but it got a lot of hate from critics. Really hit a low with the overdue and underwhelming Huncho Jack, Jack Huncho in 2017, his collab effort with Quavo. So this roller coaster highs and, and low lows of his career left us with a bit of a make or break, all or nothing situation for him leading into Astroworld. Hyped to be his magnum opus, the greatest trap album like of all time. So many expectations. And I do have to say, it, it didn't hit those highs for me, but it survived the hype. Because if this didn't hit, Travis was, he was getting memed to death on the internet. That's just a fact. When you put this much expectations on yourself, if you don't come through, yours can get killed. Because of the popularity of him and just the way the internet culture works. He would, I mean, if this was like a five, he would have gotten thrown to the wolves. His career would have virtually been over. But that's not the case. He avoided all of that. Once again, revitalizing trap production with forward-thinking beats and endless formulas for entertainment. Just take a look at the first three tracks on here. Stargazing, Carousel, Sicko Mode. It's a wild ride. There's insane beat changes, flow changes, constant moving parts, features moving in and out. 
just super impressive. And up to this point, like, if you're not looking at the track list, you have no idea where you are. There's There's got to be eight different beats that play over these first three tracks or something like that, just weaving in and out. You're completely lost. Throw formulas out the window in a good way because this was just going to be a wild ride from there on out. Either you're in or you're not. But this opening three tracks really pulls you in. I mean, if this stretch doesn't get you tweaking, you got to check your pulse. This is some of the, the one of the best three-strong stretches of Travis's career. Unfortunately, after that, we do kind of get a, uh, a turn for the slower side. We get this RIP screw track, which really slows things down. The mood completely changes in a strange twist. He's got Sway Lee singing on here. And I don't know, it just, I was getting really amped up. And then all of a sudden, it, it really leveled things out, mellowed things out in kind of a strange way. And then from there on out, it really was up and down, left and right, hype, intense, relaxed, slow, everywhere in between. And the transitions weren't super smooth. It was just kind of jumping all over the place a bit to me. It wasn't very streamlined at all in that sense. Some people have tried to give Travis Scott a, a bit of a cop-out for this element of the album because the World title is referring to an amusement park in Houston that was tore down in 2005, and Trav says this album is supposed to sound like the kids who want that amusement park back, who are coming back to get it, almost trying to like inspire this rebellious nature. And some people have tried to make the, the point that, oh, it's, it's highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, because it's like a roller coaster. And I, I don't think it's that deep. It's, it's Travis Scott. It's not that deep. I'm sorry. So I, I don't buy that. Some people are trying to drop that knowledge on me. But you can miss me with that. It's, it's not a valid counterpoint, in my opinion. And along with that, the track quality also gets somewhat inconsistent. There are flat stretches. There are these occasional duds. I mean, just look at the stretch like Yosemite through Butterfly. I mean, you probably could have pulled that. And I would have liked the album more, to be honest. Uh, Migos added like zero to who what and even on that track this track who what comes directly before butterfly effect which we know butterfly effect it's been out it's been out for months and for whatever reason they like basically recycled the flow of the hook on butterfly effect and put it on the song right before it so imagine you already know what it's going to sound like and then you get the song that basically copycats it directly before it it makes for a really kind of clumsy transition there. I'm not sure what Trav was thinking on that one, but I don't want to get into the the nitty-gritty of the structure of this album too deeply because the production value is the primary appeal. We knew that going in, and Trav keeps the listener on their toes the entire album. He keeps it interesting. The production value is sky-high, cover to cover. In a world where trap instrumentals seem to follow a known formula, Travis Scott does not fall for that. He does not fall into that category. You can't listen to the first 15 seconds of a Travis Scott beat, hear the melody in, in the drums and the 808s and be like, okay, this is, they're just going to loop this rest of the, the piece because that's not what's going to happen. He's constantly adding and taking pieces away from the instrumental. The beat switches that I already mentioned are, I mean, this album has phenomenal beat switches and it just really keeps things interesting. You can never just accept that what you're hearing is going to extend the rest of the song. I really enjoy that because to me, track production can dry out in a sense because I do feel like it goes for the same type of appeal and hype. So Astroworld is definitely a refreshing feel to that aesthetic. And there's even songs like like 5% Tint where he comes with this like haunted house Halloween beat that was like out of nowhere and, and just, I mean, it's the middle of the album and I'm like, damn, like 
this is crazy. Like, what's going on right now? Like, this is dope. And to be, you know, halfway through and still having those moments that do continue. Um, like I do said, there's a little bit of a flat stretch coming after that. But, you know, he keeps you on your toes. And I also love that he pulls strings similar to Kanye West on here. He recruits so many features. You're going to see features on, like, almost every song except for maybe two or three. But there's not that many, like, feature verses. He really used them as, as pieces. Little bridges here or, or hooks or intros. Just look at what happens to be my favorite song, Stop Trying to Be God. He works people in and out of this perfectly. He uses Kid Cudi, but all he does is hum. And it accents the chorus wonderfully. Then he has this outro where Stevie Wonder playing a harmonica comes in. And then James Blake comes with these gorgeous vocals that just, I mean, they just drop you to the floor, dead in your tracks. And it makes for just an incredible song. And these guys didn't add, like, full verses. None of them rapped, you know what I mean? But all of them were just used perfectly to transcend and elevate the quality of the song while still keeping Travis as the primary focus. And he does this throughout the album, and I really enjoyed it. He's right up there with ASAP Rocky and Kanye. Those are the guys who are really more like directors and curators pulling the strings, and they just know how to to milk the talent around them to make themselves better than maybe they really are. One detracting factor to Astroworld that I kind of noticed was kind of that. I don't think Travis Scott was the best version of himself. The pieces he put around him and the way he compiled this album make him seem better than he really is. I don't think he had the substance on Astroworld that he had on an album like Rodeo, and he didn't really have the energy of the memorable quotes and hooks that Birds had. He does have moments of each for sure, but I mean over a 17-track album you better have some and, and he does but it's not a majority and I don't think his rapping performance or his persona was super appealing I don't think it was all that and I know lyrics aren't important especially on a trap album like this but he kind of ruined the, the track skeletons it probably has my favorite production on the whole album and feels like it's one of the more like woozier potentially more like emotional beats on the album and then Travis just comes in talking about how he pretty much has sex with Kylie Jenner, but, you know, maybe the neck is better. And he's wondering out loud if, if maybe he should have paid for her to get a boob job. And it's like, what is going on here? Like, he just really ruined it for me. And in a world where, like, lyrics mean less today than they used to, especially in trap, but they still have the capability to just just flatline songs, and that was a case where I thought that happened. But overall, Travis Scott finds success with Astroworld. And in a make-or-break situation, comes through strong and delivers. The best tracks on here are Stop Trying to Be God, Carousel, Sicko Mode, and No Bystanders. My least favorite tracks were Yosemite, Who What, and R.I.P. Screw. I would recommend this album to you if you like ASAP Rocky, Kanye West, or Migos. And overall, I'm giving this a 7.5 out of 10. And I will play two tracks from Astroworld by Travis Scott. So this is Sicko Mode and Stop Trying to Be God. Sun is down, freezing cold, that's how we already know When it's here, my dog will probably do it for Louis Bell That's just all he know, he don't know nothing else I tried to show him Yeah I tried to show him Yeah Yeah, 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 yeah Gone on you with the pick and roll Younger Flame, he in sickle mode
this here with all the ice on in the booth At the gate outside, when they pull up, they get me loose Yeah, jump out, boys, that's Nike boys hopping our coast This shit way too big, when we pull up, give me the loot Was off the Remy, had up at post Had to hit my old town to duck the news Four-hour lockdown, we made no moves Now it's 4 a.m. and I'm back up popping with the crew I just landed in, Chase B mixes pop like Jamba Joes Different color chains, think my jeweler really selling fruits And they joking, man, know the crackers wish it was a noose So sad Surrender retreat, we all in too deep Play, play, play for keeps, don't play us a week Surrender retreat, we all in too deep Play, play, play for keeps, don't play us a week this shit way too formal, y'all know I don't follow suit Stacy Dash, most of these girls ain't got a clue All of these hoes, I made off records I produce I might take all my exes and put them all in a group Hit my essays, I need the booch About to turn this function into Bonnaroo Told her I been, you coming too In the 305, bitches treat me like I'm Uncle Luke Have to slot the top off, it's just a roof uh. She said, where we going? I set the moon. We ain't even make it to the room. She thought it was the ocean. It's just a boat. Now I gotta open. It's just a ghost. Just know what this about. Palm trees, oceans, fresh air. Back and break your heart. Stop trying to be God. Stop trying to be God. That's not who you are. Stop trying to be God. That's just not your future. Stop trying to be God. Ride for it every night. Visions in these angles tight. Truth be told, I never try. Diamonds of the wife of life. Three rollies look alike After two you get a hooker price Stripper never worked a nine to five Delta and I ship it overnight Stop trying to be God Almighty Fuck the money, never leave your people behind It's never love no matter what you try Still can see it coming down your eyes Cause they did not create commandments Hustle always make it fancy The signal's far from what you can be Cause air traffic controls the landing Yeah, 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 yeah Stop trying to be God Stop trying to be God You just heard Sicko Mode and Stop Trying to Be God from Travis Scott's newest album, Astro World. Probably my top two tracks off that, the ones I've listened to the most since the album dropped. But despite the hype, despite the popularity, and despite how much I enjoyed Astro World, it's still in debate, and rightfully so, whether or not Travis Scott even had the best album on his own release date. And that's where Swimming by Mac Miller comes into play. He had the other hot release back on August 3rd. And Mac Miller, a fairly popular guy, but for those who don't know, P. 
Pittsburgh born and raised, burst onto the scene as more of like a frat rap party star back in 2009-ish. And honestly, I never cared for this guy. When I was younger, I I just, I had no love for him. No love for Mac Miller in his early days. Thought he made music for, for like kids in seventh grade who thought they were badasses for drinking out of their dad's like liquor cabinet or smoking weed for the first time. That's who he made music for, if we're being honest. It was that type of person, and I just wasn't feeling that vibe. I couldn't get with it, but I do have to admit he's come a long way. He got connected with Earl Sweatshirt, Vince Staples, Tyler the Creator, other similar artistic influences have definitely touched up his career and influenced him to make better music. And Swimming is really the album that closed the door on that early chapter of Max music career, and he just shows a lot of growth on here, comes across with a sound that you never would have thought he was moving towards if you listened to him like pre-2015, honestly. Now, obviously, Mac Miller has gone through a, a somewhat traumatic breakup recently, a really strange situation with his ex-girlfriend Ariana Grande, who like broke up with him and like maybe three weeks later was engaged to another dude. Very tough circumstance to find oneself in, especially after he devoted an entire album titled The Divine Feminine to pretty much Ariana Grande. So that's that's tough. Uh, definitely would be having a little bit of trauma going through that. He also drunkenly crashed his car. It just was, he was not in a good spot. He was definitely spiraling a little bit out of control. And this album is him kind of like regathering his thoughts and his feelings and it's kind of a reaction and a reflection on where he's at in life and where recent circumstances have brought him in kind of his mental state to this point here. It feels like he's almost willing himself out of a bad place and trying to like sing his happiness into existence. He does a great job of actually not getting into like the relationship fuss and the details and the he said, she said stupid crap that we don't really care about. If he took this and, and went the wrong way with it, it could have ended up as some messy, sappy, feel-bad-for-me pity party. But that's not what it became at all. I thought he really had a firm grasp on what was going on here. And it's more him just working through the feelings and the thoughts that were sparked by these recent and somewhat tragic events. Artistically, it's also his most adventuresome album to date. We hear a lot of singing. I mean, more singing than rapping over a range of production. A, a few different styles there make themselves known on here and he's gotten criticism for like his bad singing voice and it is kind of fair but I think it works in this case it's vulnerable it's clearly flawed and it can yes sound like moaning and groaning a bit occasionally he does hit a lot of really flat notes that I could see you know vocal purists finding to be like ugly and very unattractive but to me listening to this album I just feel like it, it makes swimming more relatable and down to earth. It just sounds like a normal guy just dealing with some shit, trying to get through all this headspace and, and bags that he's working with. And if it was like this super pristine, clean vocals coming through, I don't think it would quite have that effect. I don't think it would have that appeal. And Small Worlds is probably the track that best displays this. I mean, he sounds bored and it's almost like mumbly and and rambling, but it's almost like cathartic in a way. And I think that's a lot of what Mac was doing on here. I think swimming is, if anything, kind of like his self-therapy project where he's just letting music consume him and take him over and, and lead him out of the depths that he's found himself in. 
And I also mentioned that there's a lot of different styles of production, some I didn't really expect to ever hear Mac on. I mean, I love the jazzy, like funky, groovy instrumentals on here. Thundercat, if you're familiar with his production work, was heavily involved on this album. If you're not familiar with him as an individual artist, if you've heard Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly or Untitled Unmastered, Thundercat had a large hand in a lot of tracks that were produced on those albums. So it's that kind of feel, that like funky, really groovy production. And he lays just incredible bass lines on tracks. Like, what's the use is, I mean, if you're not head bopping and tapping your foot to that one, like it's not a banger by any means, but it's just a sweet rhythm. The plucky bass line and the way that Mac just finds his melody on it and just grooves with it is just really tight to me. I love that song. But things can switch up in a hurry. Only a couple tracks later, we get Self Care, which has these light trap drums leading the way. Or you get a song like Conversation Part 1 that has this like really dope like background, like twinkling lo-fi melody taking place. And if you stripped back off of these beats and you just listened to this as an instrumental work, you'd probably be like, what the hell is going on? This is all over the place. It's incohesive as hell. The sounds just don't really match up all that often. But once you put back on him, he kind of ties them all together because he he has a similar approach to all of these songs. And the way he sings through them and, and institutes the same subject matter and topics and feel, he just finds his pocket on all of them, even though they have their differences. And it really pulls the album together. And although it is Max couch potato-like vocals that are the mainstay on this album he does have opportunities to rap it is usually in a slower laid-back cadence that still fits the aesthetic of the entire album but he actually shows off a lot of his wit and his wordplay there's some hilarious one-liners all over this i love the line on jet fuel where he says i'm pulling up in that new shit you always whipping that dick ride like i don't know why that line is just awesome to me i love the way he delivers it And he just has a lot of funny lines like that that show off his character even though he's in this depressed, mellowed out state of mind. And it's lines like that and and also moments of more brighter patches on the album that despite the overwhelming sadness on it, there's a clear sense of hopefulness shining through. And that allows it to kind of stay fresh because if it was just pure like depths and depression... It'd be hard to listen to this over and over. I mean, it'd be like Earl Sweatshirt's I Don't Like Shit, I Don't Go Outside, where it's a simply incredible album, debatably a a masterpiece of our generation of music, but it's just, I mean, there's almost no moments of joy or happiness on it, which makes it, like, tough to listen to. I mean, that's if that's what Earl's feeling, that's what he's feeling. And, and I, you know, I respect him, and I love that album and what he did on it, but it's just... It's so dark, it's, it's hard to go back to time and time again. And, uh, and that's where swimming kind of keeps itself fresh. One thing I would say is I wish the track 2009 was the outro track. It perfectly encapsulates how I feel about this album. As he states on the chorus, it's not 2009, no more. And that's Mac Miller. He's, he's evolved. He's left his douchey party music in the past back in 2009. And this was really stating like, you know, I'm here I've changed. I've grown as an artist. It isn't 2009 no more. This is the music you're getting from me. And I thought it was a great climax and finished the album. Unfortunately, it goes one track longer with So It Goes. 
and it kind of just feels like a goodbye that held on too long. It doesn't. It, it feels like it should have been in the middle of the album. It's just a really strange way for things to finish off. But as a whole, I found this to be a, a really enjoyable project to listen to. It was relatable. It was down to earth. It was vulnerable. My top tracks on swimming would be What's the Use, Small Worlds, Conversation Part 1, 2009, and Come Back to Earth. My least favorite tracks on here would probably be that outro So It Goes, Dunno, and Hurt Feelings. This one was actually really hard for me to come up with a recommend if you like, but I'll say Thundercat, Tyler the Creator, and maybe Kid Cudi. Again, I'm not sure if those are perfect fits, but the best I could come up with. An overall rating, I'm going to give Swimming by Mac Miller an 8 out of 10, just ahead of Astroworld. I do think it was better, and I also like it more. And you combine those two things, it's a wrap. Astroworld's great. It deserves the hype, deserves the acclaim, but Swimming is the album for me this week. So we'll play a couple samples here. I'm going to play two tracks that I really feel like encapsulate what takes place with Mac on Swimming. So this is Come Back to Earth and What's the Use? Just like texts I shouldn't send And I got neighbors They're more like strangers We could be friends I just need a way out Of my head I'll do anything for a way out Of my head In my own way this feel like living Get a little sentimental when I'm 
streets ain't flowing like me, motherfucker, hold up. You don't need to hold up. Yeah. And I can show you how I seem, what it is, what it truly might be. Nothing that you know of. You don't need to hold up. I'm so above and beyond. You take drugs to make it up, way up where we on. Space shuttle, Elon. Time we don't waste much. Fuck when we wake up. Then I have her sang just like Celine Dion. Catch me if you can, but you'll never catch me. Damn. Whole lot of yes, I am. All the way in with no exit plan. Already left in the jet, don't land. Yeah, the time is ticking. Come take a racket inside. This is highly different. I'm talking flag. I'm pilot with him. Can I mind my business? Why you tripping? Give me something that your eyes can witness. Ooh, you're too close. I don't understand why you're doing the most. You can love it, you can leave it. Just say nothing without it. So you just heard Come Back to Earth and What's the Use by Mac Miller. So that's two big name albums down, one to go. Finally, we have Stay Dangerous by YG. Psych, you thought I was going to give this album the time of day? Nah, not on this podcast, man. This, Listen, YG, you are a former gangster rapper at this point from Bompton. Former, yes. I got I to gotta hit you with that. Previously, you were keeping G-Funk alive. I depended on you and J-Rock. For my West Coast OG hip-hop. For the modern day renditions of the stuff that Dre brought. NWA, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, The Game, Corrupt, Nate Dogg. All of them. All the West Coast legends. Pac even, bro. Like, that was really like what you were bringing to the table. And it was gone. You just you decided to switch up on us. You, brought, you dropped Still Brazy on us. Which is one of the freshest albums of the decade because no one is really making that sound anymore. And then you're like, you know what? People love that one. I sounded great on that production. I killed that thing. I was performing way above my head. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and throw all that away and just get on some trap beats from DJ mustard. That's my homie. I'm going to do that. I guess that's what you were thinking. I don't really know because this album, this is not it chief. I mean, it's just not it. I'm going to keep this review of stay dangerous short because I just don't have too many Nice things to say about this album, despite what I think of YG as an artist and, and what he had brought in his former albums. This just this didn't get the job done. He sounded clumsy and awkward all over this album. I mean, the single dropped with Rocky, which Rocky's verse is still gas, don't get me wrong. But that, that single, Handgun, I listened to it and I was like, he really sounds strange on this. Like, I don't know what's going on with his voice or his delivery. Just It's just weird, but I, I kind of talked myself into liking it. I like self-hyped it up. I was like, all right, we'll get ready for this this new YG sound. But he carried that on to the entire album. Like, it just sounded strange. Like, I don't know if he was going for a certain appeal and aesthetic, and it just it just really fell flat. But most of this sounded like some up-and-coming trapper doing a bad rendition of like YG crossover material. I'm not sure how you pull that off as a, an artist on the level that YG is on to sound like that lowly and that like cheap sounding of yourself. But uh, that's what Stay Dangerous was to me. I guess he was trying to make these these just dummy bangers. 
But, uh, I mean, the lyrics on this, the flow on this was completely lost. The amount of, like, hooks and, and verses that were just ruined by these, like, over-sexual, cringy lyrics. Like, he would drop bars about nutting on somebody's ass cheeks. Like, it was, like, the hardest gangster rap line of all time. And it's like, dude, no, like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, if you're going to go down that road, you got to make it kind of, like, carefree and, like, jokey. You can't drop bars like that in this serious tone, like, looking into my eyes like you're the hardest, like, rapper to ever do it. Like, I don't know. It just, I mean, the choruses on here were horrible. I would say, yeah, you can throw some of these on in the whip and just bump them, but, like, you cannot really sing along to many of these choruses. The verses weren't really all that much better. His chemistry with the instrumentals was also terrible. I mean, he got DJ Mustard, Mike Will made it. They made, like, good beats. They're high-level producers. They're going to put in good work. But I do think these were kind of throwaways, something that two guys of this caliber could probably make in their sleep. And YG didn't match them at all. It sounded like someone grabbed YG acapellas and matched them with random instrumentals. It didn't even sound like he heard the beat when he wrote these raps or spit them into the mic. I mean, maybe that was it. Maybe he just didn't have the beat on his headphones, and he's like, I'm kind of lost, but, like, screw it. I'm going to be famous with this anyway. And it just didn't fly. The features on here were actually decent. Uh, 2 Chains, ASAP Rocky, even guys like Youngboy NBA, Mozzie. All of them came through and, and probably were the highlights on here. The one song that I actually do really enjoy is the outro, Bomb Town Finest, where YG's finally talking about something relevant. He kind of slows everything down to address and reflect on like his elevated status he has in his city and the responsibility that it carries and just the icon figure that he's become for the people of his like community and, and city as he represents Bompton, Los Angeles. But this really sounded like the only track he put more than like 10 minutes of effort into. I mean, all these other ones, I feel like YG could have made this whole album in, in a weekend except for Bombtown Finest, honestly. This was a huge letdown. And like I said, I used to look at J-Rock and YG to push that OG Cali sound forward and keep it going into this generation. And J-Rock switched up and went a different direction with Redemption like a couple months ago. And I didn't really love it, but I liked that album. There's plenty of songs I'd listen to off it. And J-Rock has a future in that lane. YG doing this? I don't think so. So that's really all I got to say about this album, Stay Dangerous here. Top tracks, Bombtown Finest. Least favorite, I'll just throw a few out there. Pussy Money Fame. Uh, we got Slay. We got Can't Get Into Canada. Sue Whoop I'd have to throw in there. And that's like five or six for you guys to just avoid. You can listen to this album if you love it. Go ahead and listen to it. Don't don't pay attention to anything I got to say if you love this album. I'm just a dude who sits up here and, and likes to think his thoughts matter every once in a while. But those are my honest thoughts on it. I would recommend this album if you like DJ Mustard, Tyga, or Migos. And overall rating, I'm going to give this a 3 out of 10. And since we're kind of running long here, and we already talked about Astroworld and swimming and played tracks from there, I'm not going to play any samples from Stay Dangerous by YG. You can dive into it on your own time if, if you think it's worth the risk. But I won't force it on you. And instead, I'm going to get to a track I'm actually really excited to talk about and play. And that is our song of the week, Bruce Banner by Mick Jenkins. He's a somewhat underground name coming up in that Chicago scene. He's dropped some really nice projects, including The Waters and The Healing Component. And those two albums were both Mick kind of being 
like the good guy. The Warriors was talking about kind of like self-cleansing and finding yourself and abstaining from like drugs and, and other like artificial pieces of feeling good about yourself. And then the healing component was pretty much him just for an hour trying to wrap his head around the idea of love and what it means and self-love and relationships and that sort of stuff. So you wouldn't really expect a track like this from Mick Jenkins because he is going at people on here. He's calling people out. He even name drops Kendrick Lamar on the first line of the first verse saying, can't nobody come for me except Kendrick. He's like, everybody else, if you're not Kendrick Lamar, you can't touch me. That's quite the stance for a rapper to take when he's previously kind of come across as like a good guy. But I like this version of Mick. It's time for him to let everybody know that he's here. He's one of the most talented MCs in the game, and he's not going to settle for people not bringing him up in the discussion of, you know, elite MCs of this new generation. So he's here to stick it to everybody. It, it's not going to be on the level of like a control verse by Kendrick Lamar. He doesn't command that type of uh, respect and power that or popularity, really, to pop off like Kendrick did on control, but it's along those lines. So let's get into it. This is your song of the week, Bruce Banner by Mick Jenkins. I'm not a rapper, I'm a writer. It's a couple chefs in this game and a whole lot of writers. What's wrong with these niggas? Fuck's to it. What's wrong with them? These niggas, talkers, not walkers, the driver, Paul Walker, I got it, can't touch him like not that I'm sipping this Henny hypnotic. Fuck wrong with him. Fuck's to it. Honestly, can't nobody come for me except Kendrick. And I hope you offended, like it's untrue. Don't make me debunk your kung fu. Fuck up the whole feng shui when we come through. They can't hurt us. My shit in target, I'm Nate Burkish, they ain't perfect. Catchy walk out with the javelin. Y'all niggas babbling about who the greatest and who after him. If intelligent discussion was dribbling, you'd be traveling and I'd be somewhere. Harlem Globe tried traffic the truth. I'm adamant about the handle I got on this shit. I patterned it after James Harden and James Patterson. Don't make me Alex cross, cross tween, skip through that lane and change strategy. Niggas lose medulas, fucking with my shooters. Rappers lose medallions, fucking with Chicago. So many niggas hanging, ain't no Mr. Coopers. Police, they are shooters, then like bloopers. They gon' play that shit on TV till we see be to it. Say we can't make them drink the water, I don't know if we could lead them to it. I see the difference, I don't see improvement. I see people that look like me that's leeching to it. And apparently speaking on it is preaching to them. And apparently having opinions is tragic to mention, no matter intention. But only when you got blue checks and new checks and a few flows more than a duplex. I'm too stressed for all this. Fifth grade bitch made. Watch your mouth when you spit facts. What for? I got the fire, nigga. Her soul album and I knew that I inspired niggas greatly. Alex Haley get the root of it all. My quest for love just wasn't suited for y'all. And my black thoughts won't be muted or diluted. The living water can't be polluted at all. Secluded I be. Too many delusions I see when you speaking, you losing me. That's your 15 minutes, you losing them. They draw their conclusions. I just be disproving them. I ain't cold weight. This paper hold heat like aluminum for you. You're correct and assuming the soil is fertile. I'm growing like weeds. I'm growing my weed. My shorty look like she come from where they growing y'all weave at. Y'all throwing shade, I three-man weave that. It's been a one-man fast break. Y'all ain't even seen the team yet. Fuck wrong with him. 
So that's Bruce Banner by Mick Jenkins. And honestly, I don't know why more people aren't talking about that. I mean, I know he's not like super popular, but I know a lot of people who know of Mick Jenkins and I haven't really seen anybody posting about it, anybody talking about this track right here. But I think he really came for people's necks on this. My initial instinct is to think this isn't a single for an upcoming project because I don't really see this fitting the scheme of what Mick Jenkins has done traditionally with his somewhat more conceptual albums. This wouldn't quite fit into one of those, but I don't know. Maybe he's just making a whole album where he's coming for the industry. Who knows? Whatever it is, or if it is anything, I'll be here for it. Mick Jenkins is, is one of my guys. I've really enjoyed listening to him recently. But as for some music we know is coming and has dropped, let's run through our new music announcements to wrap up the show here. So on August 10th, last Friday, we got Queen by Nicki Minaj. She bumped her release date up to August 10th. We also got Lights to Trip by Trippy Red. Those are two albums we will be talking about on next week's episode. We also got a couple singles dropping from Quavo, Working Me, Lamb Talk, and Bubblegum. And Slimeball 3 by Young Nudie and The Big Chang Project by Neff the Pharaoh also dropped. That was last week. As for coming up, I'm recording this on the 16th Thursday. So tomorrow, the 17th, we got Harvard Dropout by Lil Pump and Immortal Titans by Tragedy, Qaddafi, and BP. And dropping midweek, Amine come, came through out of nowhere. I did not know he was dropping. He dropped his mixtape slash album, whatever you want to call it, 1.5. And there's some fire tracks on there. Amine delivered with 1.5. I'm shocked to see that he's developing into like a full-fledged artist after what I heard from him on his, his pop-off single, Caroline. I thought he was a one-hit wonder, and now he's making just good music like every year. So, you know, good for him. And as of right now, that's all I know that will be dropping this week. I'm sure some underground, unmarketed stuff will probably surface. And when it does, I'll update you guys on the next episode. But that's all we got for our new music announcements today. So that's about it for us here on the Hip Hop Enthusiast Podcast. You know what we do? Keep me up to date on hip hop music in 2018. Just a quick 45 minutes. You hit that sub button each week. Just run through this. I'll let you know what's good. I'll let you know what to check out. I'll update on you. I'll keep you in touch with the culture. Easiest way to do so right here. Tell your friends. Tell the fam. I'll be happy to have anybody and everybody come along with us on this ride. If you want to go subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, leave me a rating as well. I would hugely appreciate that, guys. And also follow me, as I said before, on Instagram, at HipHopNth. That's all we got for today. If you haven't done so, I do highly recommend checking out In Full, that Astroworld project by Travis Scott and Swimming by Mac Miller. So thanks for listening, guys. I'll catch you next week. Peace.